He said, you are about to go into a season of reaping things that you have been planting for years that you don't even know you planted. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, you have been praying in the spirit for hours a day for years. Mm. And every one of those perfect prayers has been going up before my throne. And the response from heaven is going to continue to happen and come. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a wonderful brother in the Lord that we're just getting to know, evangelist Caleb Wampler. And he is the head of Kingdom Encounters International and he has the Awaken the Wonder podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. He's going to be sharing with us of how God is working in his life and has worked in his life so that he could contend and equip and engage for the outpouring that he is seeing as he travels the nations. We're so glad that you're with us today. And before we get started, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and check out our other podcasts that we have and the events that we have coming up. And you can sign up for our email list so that you can know what we're doing and read our writings and that sort of thing, where you can go to look at our bookstore and uh, donate and, and help us to stay on this network. So we are so excited today to have evangelist Caleb Wampler with us. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so looking forward to this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Sharon, Philip. It's an honor and uh, looking forward to seeing what the Lord has in store for the day. Amen. Amen. And, and we enjoyed so much recording with you on your podcast as well. So we listened to your testimony that in a message that you preached in Minnesota some time ago. Um, I, I remember hearing about how you were um, were working for the Lord. Like, how did you come to the Lord, and how did did the Holy Spirit get into you to put you into full time service and get you from the uh, the grind, so to speak, of working for the Lord into letting the Lord work through you? Yeah, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. I can try to make it brief, but it probably takes a few minutes to say. So. Go right ahead. But, uh, give it. Give us. Give us what what uh, what is going to be life changing for people who are listening. There might be some people listening who are in the grind. Yeah, they're just going through this. What you're going through right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was in uh, really as a child is when I encountered the Lord. My dad was a pastor in a small church in California, and. At six years old, I heard God's audible voice for the first time and seven years old, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, eight years old, I got slain in the Spirit for the first time and uh, hit my head going down on a pew and the floor. Mm. The power of God just radically hit me and uh, I was down for an hour. And when I got back up off the ground, I uh, my friends were feeling my head and I'm like, why are you guys touching me? You know, <laughs> they said, because you hit your head on the floor in the pew. We heard a double slam from the back and... Mm. And they, uh, and, but then I realized there was no bump and I suddenly realized like 
in my eight-year-old mind, if God could push me down by his power and I could not have a bump on my head, he could do anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> just that childlike simplicity. But really, the reason I share that is because at eight years old was really when everything took off for the gospel. I remember uh, going to my dad and asking him, I said, I, I want to win my whole school for Jesus. What do I do? And and he said, well, what do you like to do? I said, dad, I like to play sports. Then he said, then tell people about Jesus at an after-school sports program. And I'm like, well, mom, can you help me make some flyers? And mom made some flyers. I started handing them out and we would have 10, 15, 20 kids every single week uh, coming to this. And we'd play hopscotch and foursquare and dodgeball and all the different little kid sports at the time. And well, at the end, I would tell them about Jesus. And really, that was really the birth of the evangelistic calling of wow. my life. I remember, you know, at eight years old, we would hold prayer around the flagpole every single week, not just at the National Day of Prayer, but every wow. single week we would do it. And there was times I was the only one there. And there was other times that we had more than a hundred people there uh, wow. and there was no teachers. It was just, just an eight year old kid leading it. And so why I say that is because God can get a hold of somebody's heart at any time. And it does not matter your age. Amen. Parents don't overlook your children and what's doing, what they're doing and how God could shape them and form them even in those years. Cause that, that was my story, but flashing forward to, you know, eighth grade by eighth grade, we had four Christian meetings a week on our public school campus in Lakeland, Florida by senior year of high school, Bellevue, Nebraska, four Christian meetings a week on our campus and held a big uh, outreach there that ended up being really our first crusade. Uh, 750 kids in a gymnasium wow. and uh, all student led. Wow. And uh, we preached the gospel to our public school there, about 1,500 students and 750 that came in attendance. So just uh, just getting to watch God do that at an early age. Yeah. Uh, wow. I knew anything was possible. The call to ministry was there. And uh, went into to Christian ministry to a Bible school, ultimately youth pastored for six years in, in Minnesota. But then I just started feeling this tug to evangelism. It was always there. I always saw pastors and missionaries in my background, but I just felt something different. And I couldn't put words to it because I had never seen it before until I had a chance to uh, hear of the ministry of Reinhard Bonnke. And mm. when I when I heard what was going on with them and their ministry and Daniel Kalenda, I, I, I started realizing like, uh, when I got there and had a chance to join their ministry, that this is what I was born to do. <laughs> wow. And so through the grind of ministry for years, um, you know, I was doing day-to-day -day, uh, stuff from get, making sure the oil changes were done, assistant things, changing the diapers, everything you could think of. And really <laughs> in that season, I never preached. I went from preaching wow. three to four times a week to not preaching for almost three years. Wow. And uh, in that in that grind of of the day-to-day, -day, uh, lifting up another man's uh, arms, uh, of going through that season, um, there was moments where I, I resented what I was doing. In other moments, I was happy doing it. And other moments, I hated it. Other moments, I loved it. Uh, you know, because you're, you're wrestling with your flesh and laying yeah. yourself down and the crucified life and all of these things yes. that, that have become kind of Christian... Uh, phrases, but when you're doing it, it sucks a lot of the time. <laughs> and, and other times you're going to Africa and 300,000 people getting saved and there's wheelchairs and crutches piling up because people don't need them anymore because right. they're getting wow. healed by the glory of God. And you're like wrestling in this environment. And, and really it was that season where uh, to answer your question about, you know, how did the, how did this ultimately happen? I, I was just in prayer and I, I, I remember saying, God, I don't need anything. I don't need preaching. 
I don't need a ministry. I don't need a, a mic. I don't need a platform. I literally just want you. And I started to get up every day at three, four and five in the morning for months without ever hearing a word from him. And after a few months of doing this, I heard a word of the Lord and I saw a vision and things begin to break open and that secret place begin to just expand. And that's really where my, my first book, Hunger, a lot of that came from that season of just stewarding the secret place and allowing the Lord to minister to my heart from that place. But ultimately, it was about loving him. And just to kind of sum it up, my wife had asked me one of the times in that season after a months of doing this, and she said, what happened today? You know, because every day there was a vision, there was a, there was a sign and a wonder, like I was hearing his voice, but it didn't happen for months. And then it started happening all the time. And, 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 and after this pursuit kind of went on for a few months, she's like, well, what happened today? I'm like, I, nothing. I didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, didn't hear his voice, didn't, didn't feel like anything broke open. I didn't have a, a vision or the Lord didn't reveal anything in his word in some powerful way. It was just, I just spent, she's like, well, how long did you do it? I was like, I was there about three hours from three to six, you know? And she's like, well, that must have kind of been a little boring. And like, when she said it, I was like, you know, it was actually beautiful because I spent time with Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just got to love him. Yeah. And he loved me. And that's all that I really want anymore. (laughs) And from that place, it like, the whole thing broke open, and um, and that's what has continued. Ultimately, had a crazy encounter, which I'm not sure which direction you're wanting to go. But uh, fi- after five years ago, we ended up launching this ministry that's now seeing hundreds of thousands of people getting saved all around the world. And all those things I laid down in another season, ultimately mm-hmm. the Lord brought back, and is now way more than I ever could have expected, if, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, wow. yeah, Praise and God. we we fully get that because the Lord spoke to me in the End Time Handmaidens First World Convention in 1976. I was listening to Gwen Shaw. I was 18 years old, and our founder, Gwen Shaw, was speaking, and, and I was just, I was like a little bird on the front row, just so hungry for God. I want, just wanted more of God. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you will take her place when she's gone. Hmm. And I, you know, I fell on my knees, and I wept for a while, and I, I thought I understood what it meant, and I you know, uh, who do you tell? <laughs> right, exactly. How do you, how do you, how, what do you do with that? And, and, uh, I, I went from there. I, I spoke to Sister Gwen and I said, um, I think I'm supposed to come and work with you. I didn't tell her what I had heard. Didn't you tell her that you, you wanted to be her Elisha? Yeah, I, I said, I said, I, <laughs> you're Elijah and I'm Elisha. That's what I said to her. And then later I said to her, I, I, I think I'm supposed to come and help you, help you. And she said, you know, I don't think this is the time. And I, I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? And I went on to missionary language school. And then um, at the end of that, I came here. That's the short version. A year later. Uh, yeah, about a year, about a year later. Uh, yeah, I came to the Second World Convention with plans to do something else because I, I had mm. called to see if I could come and work. And I was told, no, nah, I don't think we're going to have enough room for you. So <laughs> I, I I came and... Um, Long story short, I stayed, and I stayed on working with her for another 30-something years before I ever really had an idea that she heard from God that I was to be her successor. Wow. So it was the day-to-day grind, the day-to-day grind, the day-to-day grind, the doing stuff to promote somebody else, 
Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we're exactly we're, yeah. we're worship leaders. We're you know, I, I coordinated tours. I coordinated events. Helped her publish. Helped her publish her books. Um, and we were the road crew. We were the road crew, and uh-huh. yeah. and so we just we just went about being faithful with what God gave us to do at the time. And um, you know, when when it f- it finally came the day that um, that the Lord took her home, um, it was kind of like, well, now what do we do? <laughs> 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 and and so um, we've just been putting one foot in front of the other, trying to stay in the secret place. Um, waiting to hear anything that the Lord has for us. And, and he, he gave a vision to one of our staff. She saw Jesus walking down the sidewalk, and he was kicking this to the side and kicking that to the side. And he said, you won't need this. You won't need this. And, and so we're, we're still, we're, we're, still we're, kicking things we're still off the kicking side. things off the sidewalk. We, we don't, you know, we're trying to uh, get with the new flow of what God is, is wanting to do, but we know that it has to do with the outpouring. We have this mandate for Joel 2.28, and he's given us this new word of, of yeah. global outpouring. And, and so that's why it's so interesting to me to hear other people who have, uh, who have gone their walk with the Lord obeying him as they go and of course you yeah. have your days when you don't feel like obeying and you don't you, you kind of mm. don't we all sharing yeah no. <laughs> but I, I, I just i want to tell you one quick story because this is interviewing you but i want you to know this um because it, it's a secret for our listeners that there was one point where the lord spoke to sister gwen and said i'm calling you to stretch and it was for the whole staff I'm calling it a stretch. So I made up my mind. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch. And no matter what comes, I'm going to stretch. And there were times when it was, I could see myself like, like the fabric of, of like gauze, you know, how, how the, 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 the strings are far, far apart, you know, and I would see this angel come along with some kind of a, a rubbery substance to, to roll over it, you know, like, like with a paint roller to give it some, some more stretch so it could keep expanding. And, and there came a point in time where I said, Sister Quinn, I don't think I can stretch anymore. And she pointed <laughs> her finger at me and she said, you can stretch limitlessly if you keep your spirit right. Mm. And yeah. that has carried me for more decades. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yes, both of us. Yeah. Keeping your spirit right is a huge part of being able to continue to obey the Lord even in hard times, even in grinding yeah. times where it seems boring, even in times when you're not hearing from God, but you're absolutely right about just being in His presence. Hmm. Yeah, we need His presence for everything. And I think oftentimes we don't realize that it means that He literally is present with us. <laughs> like we yes. just think of it as this ethereal concept, but it's literally that He's there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you know, I don't know if, uh, if you've ever, you know, been a kid and had a bully coming against you and then dad's behind you all of a sudden, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like that bully ain't messing with me now. Cause my daddy's here, you know, it's like right. that kind of a sense of, if you have that kind of place of authority in your thinking, your prayer time, and, um, just, just about your faithfulness, like daddy's here, he's watching, he's with me, he's walking with me. Like I can ask him anything, but also then when you begin to minister and, uh, operating in an authority and praying for the sick, it's like Jesus is here. Like 
he's going to do it. Oh man, just get ready. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's this, this change in your mindset and your thinking because he's present and it's, he's present when you talk to him. He's present when you're ministering. He's present when you're watching a movie. You know, you don't, you don't often <laughs> think about those things, but he's there and he's present with us. Yes. Amen. How have you equipped for what the Holy Spirit is doing through you right now? Well, you, you mentioned faithfulness earlier, and I, I think it's an overlooked uh, and underused term in the Christian community, to be honest, because we're all about doing the next thing and uh, going to the next place. But faithfulness oftentimes is so overlooked because it means that we, when nobody's seeing, <laughs> when nobody's hearing, when you're alone, when you don't feel like it, when you don't want to, when you're getting up day after day after week after week after month after month after not seeing a breakthrough, not seeing uh, God fulfill his promise as the way you thought it should be. And and when you're faithful, it literally unlocks. It's a hidden treasure. And I, I like I just feel the Holy Spirit like just coming on me right now. There There is a hidden treasure and faithfulness that we have to unlock. I've never preached a sermon on faithfulness. This isn't one of my go-to talking points. This is this is literally, I believe God is just breathing on this right now. We have to be faithful. We have to continue to be faithful every single day. And, and in that process, uh, to answer your question, uh, that was really what happened with me. It was being faithful with the secret place, faithful in ministry, faithful in the day-to-day -day grind, faithful uh, just doing the things that I knew to do, just doing the next right thing. And in that process, it unlocked a lot of doors and opportunities. And and the thing is, now that I'm in it, I have to continue doing it. It's not like you, it's not like you just arrive, you know. And right. I think yeah. sometimes we're, we're all thinking we arrive someday. But this thing is a journey, yeah. you know. And yeah. like you might have arrived into your promotion or you might have arrived into your next season or you might have arrived into to that, that uh, debt freedom or you might have arrived into that. Uh, the kids or the marriage or, uh, or the graduation or the next season or the diploma. And like, you're like, I've arrived. I finally got it. But you quickly realize that it's just another day and you wake up again the next day and you've got to be faithful again today. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so it might look wow. different in different seasons, but it's continuing to do what you know to do. Suddenly, if you do that for years, you won't recognize yourself and the seeds you have been planting because we don't think of it as seeds. Faithfulness is really just seed planting. And you wow. will reap a season of harvest over your life. But if you've been doing that for days and weeks and months and years, you're going to be reaping for a whole long time, if you know what I mean. So we yeah. need a lot of seed in the ground through our faithfulness. And friends, you will see it come to pass. It's what has happened in my life. And we're, we're continuing to see that in the nations now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, another part of contending is in prayer. And I see that you've been doing a podcast series about a life of prayer. Um, tell us a little bit more about your prayer life. You've been talking about the time, spending time in the secret place and in intimacy. What else has the Lord showed you about prayer? Yeah, um, there there is something very potent about a, a couple of areas I guess I could focus on. The first thing I'll say is praying in the Holy Spirit. And um, we... we um, a lot of times, I, I do whole teachings on this, so I guess just really quick version of this is just um, we don't realize how potent and how powerful praying in the Spirit is. I, I believe it's like the secret sauce, if you know what I mean. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it's it's the, like you, everybody knows that dip that you want to dip it into when you got the right thing. But if it's your fries or if it's your sandwich or if it's your thing, and you wanted like you give me another one of those. I want the yummy sauce at the hibachi grill. Like you know, I want the sushi. Like you've <laughs> got to have that secret sauce that just changes the game. And praying in the spirit really is that thing. It is literally, it, it's not understood by the natural human mind. 
And in services and church settings, a lot of times it's all about having that moment of encounter where people do get filled and have that moment where they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. But oftentimes it's not talked about anymore after that. And we, we, we forfeit a, really a life of encounter and a life of, of reaping heaven in our life by forfeiting doing this. And, um, Paul, Paul says he prays in the spirit more than all God's people. And, you know, w- really we want to do that. And really anybody on my team, anybody around our, our, our ministry knows that there is a emphasis and a priority on this, but at a personal level to be doing this constantly. Uh, the Lord gave me a revelation on this, uh, about a year ago. I was, <laughs> I went out to see a sunrise in the back porch of my house and, um, I actually just was going to look real quick and go back inside. And when I came, I walked out the door and I went back in to get a drink of water and the door locked behind me. I'm like, there's oh. no reason the door should lock behind me. Like, <laughs> I was like, I am stuck out here. It's like maybe 530 in the morning. Nobody's <laughs> awake yet. Like, I can't get a hold of anybody. My phone like was inside. I'm just like, I'm just stuck. I just got to wait till somebody wakes up, you know. And I suddenly realized that the Lord was uh, was it setting me up on purpose. I think He locked the door, actually. So, <laughs> but I, I sat down on the chair and I began to look out at the sunrise. And as it was coming up, He began to speak to me about all of these different things. And one of the statements He said was, He said, "You are about to go into a season of reaping things that you have been planting for years that you don't even know you planted." Wow. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he said, you have been praying in the spirit for hours a day for years. Mm. And every one of those perfect prayers has been going up before my throne. And the response from heaven is going to continue to happen and come. So with that said, you know, we're, we are seeing a lot of breakthrough. We've, and since mm. that season and since that breakthrough, we had our largest crusade, 254,000 people that came to Christ wow. in a single night. Wow. We've had a lot of, uh, a lot of amazing moments of encounter, healings, miracles, signs, wonders, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, cripples walking. But it's also come with a season of attack. So we keep praying in the spirit more to war against <laughs> yeah. what the enemy's doing. <laughs> Um, wow. But the other part of prayer that I would say um, as that's missed is that relational concept of, of declarations and the power of your words and speaking out the word of God and praying the praying the scriptures. Um, I, I really have been just having this revelation. The Lord gave me gave me a book we just recently released called Weighty Words, and even since the release of the book, it's like He's been ministering more on it. I almost want to put an addendum on it, <laughs> but it's just it's just this whole idea of of praying the power of words and declaring what God has done. And we 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 mentioned it a little bit in the other podcast, but we we literally our tongues have the power of life and death in them, and yes. by declaring what God has done and agreeing with it. Reinhard Bonnke, uh, the famous evangelist, he he said uh, God gave him this revelation one time that where God told him, my words in my mouth are just as powerful as my words in your mouth. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and he was like, well, what is, you know, he was trying to understand. And it's like, because they're not your words, Reinhard, they're my words. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, by ag- but by agreeing with them, we then are releasing heaven into the earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And right. the angels of God then go into motion. And, and so, so really in prayer, it's, it's this, this praying in the spirit and praying and declaring the word of God and, and agreeing uh, with the prophetic words, using them as weapons that he's spoken over your life and just in intimacy and prayer. Um, really that's where it comes from because when you're, when you're just waiting upon him in the secret place and listening, he just starts to drop these nuggets and then you can mm-hmm. start to declare them over your life. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Tell us some more 
about the outpouring that you're seeing. You've, you've been talking about the nations. Some of those are hostile nations uh, that don't uh, yeah. don't take kindly to Christianity. Tell us, tell us what you're seeing uh, in a little more detail. Yeah, we enjoy our vacation trips to Pakistan and <laughs> India and Sri Lanka and Bing- <laughs> uh, we, we had a, we had a wonderful time in Haiti. You know, getting to you know, <laughs> these are these are the places we're getting to see God move in these third world nations and the ten forty window and, and Latin America and the islands and we're just getting to see God do amazing things um, and and outpouring His Spirit and the the. You know, First John three eight says that God uh, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And uh, when there's an outpouring of the Spirit, the works of the devil get destroyed. Amen. <laughs> I guess that's an easy way to say it. A sickness broken in Jesus' name. You know, disease it's gone in Jesus' name. Deliverance it just happens in Jesus' name. <laughs> like, and, and in these nations of Muslim and Hindu backgrounds, they're finding that the man in white Jesus is appearing to them. Uh, he's he's mm. setting them free of their chains and their bondages, Hallelujah. and and by the by the by now the hundreds of thousands were witnessing this happen all over the world, this outpouring of the spirit of God, and people are so hungry, you know, the supernatural mm-hmm. is just normal to them, but they're hungry for something that's real, yeah. and um, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. We have to be preaching the gospel in this generation, and we're all called to the Great Commission, Church. <laughs> yeah, we are all Amen. called to this thing, and so. We have to really contend for this because, you know, with everything that's happened in the world and staying silent and covering, covering up your mouths and not speaking out and staying silent, like yeah. the enemy's trying to silence the church. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking out and contending um, and, and not even preaching the gospel. He's trying to just silence us because, oh, it feels uncomfortable or I don't want to say it or now I can't talk anymore with all of these different things that are going on. And and it's like, no, we've got to cut the head off that thing and push back and declare the word of God. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really what we're seeing in the nations. Um, You know how many times just due to finances, we were going to cancel trips or just due to, you know, travel bans, we weren't going to go or due to flight cancellations, we weren't going to like, it's just over and over and over again. And any one of those times we could have just thrown in the towel. Well, I guess that's the way that it is now in this new world. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people did that in this season. Yeah. But we said no. <laughs> we said uh, the, it's always darkest just before the dawn. That's right. And mm-hmm. and we felt that in the darkness we had to push back and, and have the faith to go and to do. And so really that's been our contention of uh, our contending of faith is to just go no matter what the circumstances are. And because of it, we're seeing mass harvest. Um, we had our two largest crusades during covid Wow, uh, in wow. Pakistan, 132,000 plus people and 254,000 plus people in Pakistan during COVID in lockdowns, you know, wow. and, and, Praise and um, God. you know, God is, God is using all of that, the power of media, these podcasting. I know we both got started in that time frame and, but just mm-hmm. watching what God is doing in the midst of the darkness and he wants to use your voice, church. Amen. 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 So what would you recommend to our listeners to do? Like before they lay their head on their pillow tonight, what kind of a thing can they do with the Lord to um, make a fresh commitment? Yeah, the first thing you got to do is repent uh, and just get right before the Lord. Maybe you want to take communion tonight and just get that done and just (laughs) do something to start the process. But a lot of times I do to try to set myself up for my night season 
And I'm not a big dreamer. I haven't ever really been a big dreamer. I've always wanted to have a lot more dreams. Maybe I'm not old enough yet. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm going to be 68. I'm, I'm still not. I'm still wanting go. more dreams. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I do see a lot of visions, though, and um, I, and so that that's been an area he has spoken to me. But mm-hmm. so I've been trying to declare over my night season to have more encounter. And a lot of time, a lot of times, what I do is I pray in the spirit again, just like I said a few minutes ago, but. I pray in the spirit for three to five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes before I fall asleep. Oh, that's and tremendous. I just, I do that almost every night because then your spirit is coming alive right. as you head into the night season, you know, now you're more refreshed and ready to go. And uh, when you wake up, start the day. Uh, the first thing I do when I wake up is I say, yes. And that's how <laughs> that's what we do too. Oh, yes, and start yeah, praying seriously. in tongues. We say yes, and then pray in tongues. <laughs> yep, there you go. I, and for me, it's Psalm one thirty nine sixteen, the book of your life, and yep. um, He has ordered our steps, and our and you know every single day of our life was ordered and ordained. And so I just I say yes to whatever He has for my day. Uh, I say I agree to it, and then again start to pray in the spirit and get going. So, um, <laughs> so I, I love. It's amazing. You guys do the same thing. Well. <laughs> But yeah, from that place, it's like you're already in agreement and um, you're ready to go. You know, I, I once heard a, um, a Jewish man. Um, he said, you only get to make uh, one choice in your day. Um, and he said, everything else is a reaction the rest of your day. <laughs> and he wow. said, so he's like, so the first thing out of your mouth is the only thing you decided to do that day. Everything else is reacting to what happened to you. <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to say yes in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's a good perspective. Yeah. That's wonderful. So how would people uh, get a hold of your books and, and your resources? Yeah. Um, you can go to kingdomencounters.us. And on the website, we have a place for you to get the two books, Hunger and Weighty Words, which just came out just a few weeks ago. And uh, we have an e-course on there as well where we teach people on the supernatural, everything from the Holy Spirit, the ministry of angels, signs and wonders, all of these different areas. Um, also, uh, another one that will be out within days called the Hunger e-course, um, just to stir up your hunger for the Lord. Uh, but these are just resources to you. We've got you know, shirts and other things on there as well that help us with the proceeds to the gospel. And then um, on, that, on the website, kingdomencounters.us, there is a link for the giving as well. Good. And just donations we put to our crusades. So um, you can also get the books on Amazon as well. Very good. Amen. Thank you. Now, would you pray for our listeners? Oh, I'd be honored to. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I just um, I thank you for this global outpouring audience here that has been following this amazing podcast with Sharon and Philip and all that you're doing with them, God. And I just ask right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would just begin to awaken their hearts, Lord, uh, as these stories have been shared uh, by Sharon and Philip and, and myself. Lord, I pray that you would just begin to do something supernatural in their hearts, Lord. I pray that their expectation would begin to increase, Lord, that in this season, as as there's so much going on in the world, Lord, that they would not grow weary in doing good, but that they would contend, contend, contend right now and, and mm-hmm. really just stand. Um, as you've been ministering to our team, there's this whole idea of enduring in the faith right now that you've just been ministering to our team here at the ministry. And and right now, Lord, I know that this is just massive in the world. People are are growing weary. They're feeling like they're falling down. They don't know how to get back up and they don't know how to endure. And right now, Lord, I just pray that the armor of God would come upon them. And when they've done all they can do to stand, that they would stand even longer and even more, Lord, that they would dig in, that they would fight for their secret place, that 
they would fight to, to see you encounter them in their lives, that they would fight to say yes and say, here am I, Lord, whatever that looks like, whether they're in a gas station or a shopping center, whether they're in a restaurant, whether they're in a ministry setting, whether they're in the marketplace or the business world, whether they're going over their financial budgets, whatever it is, God, that they would say yes, 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 and yes to every single thing that you're bringing into their lives. And for those that are in need of healing right now, I just break yes. the power of the enemies back right now in Jesus' name. We cut the head mm. of the enemy off over your life. And right now, I just declare and, and, and speak healing over your life by the blood of Jesus, that uh, from head to toe, that everything would be washed clean. Every migraine headache would be broken off of you. Every night terror and night dream, uh, dreams you're having in the night of terror, of fear, I break that thing off of you right yeah. now by the by, by the power of Jesus Christ. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak life over your hearts. Uh, for heart disease, I bind that and I break it off right now in Jesus' name. For arthritis, I command it to go now in Jesus' name. Somebody's hips are uh, have been misaligned and you've been having trouble walking on the left side of your hip. Right now, I just pray and declare that thing open and, and, and to be completely healed now in Jesus' name. Shift back into place. I pray that Jesus would touch your backs and that your backs would be aligned and made whole, that your discs would no longer be out of place in Jesus' name. And somebody, um, somebody's just had a knee replacement surgery, I'm just sensing in the spirit, and you've been uh, in a depression, you've been unable to to uh, even walk yet, and you're just discouraged right now. And I just speak life into you. You can do it. Get up and rise and watch God heal this, this knee right now in Jesus' name. I just speak life over your families, blessing over you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And may you walk forward in peace right now in the storms of your life. I just pray for an impartation of peace, peace, peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Glory thank to you, God. Jesus. Well, thank you so, Powerful. so, so much for being mm. with us, Caleb. And yes. we just bless you to continue to contend and uh, and and just be be used mightily of God to engage in this outpouring as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and Hallelujah. over the top and yes, and amen. infinitely greater than we can imagine. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I God believe bless. it and I receive yeah. it. All amen. Right. If you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.